From deep in the heart of Texas, it's time to chain fire some freedom with another episode of the Clover Tack Podcast. Listen in as we have a conversation with people from the firearm industry and community. Are you ready for the show? We are too. Let's go. Hey crew, welcome to another Clover Tack Podcast, October 13th, 2022. This one powered by Trail Blazer firearms more on them here a little bit later on uh, if you are joining us in the replay world audio or video well, welcome and uh, remember that you can be a part of the conversation post recording post production here uh, odds are there's a comment section down below so hit that up uh, and uh, let us know that you're out there in that replay world if you're filing in live out there remember that you can drop those questions comments and everything else for our guests in the live chat i'll flag those be patient i don't like to interrupt the flow of the conversation for that kind of stuff but we will do our best to work our way through any of those uh, as they pop up got riley and jacob from concealedcarry.com waiting in the wings waiting back there in the green one hopefully they don't need all the cookies because those cookies are expensive but we got them in the back going to bring them in here in a minute and talk about all the cool things they do from the podcast to the companies they represent the shows they make uh, and just all sorts of cool stuff uh, scrolling down below as always uh, got a shout out the patreon patrons and the youtube channel members good lord i got a box sitting over there of all types of goodies i got to get mailed tomorrow it's all packed up it's all labeled uh, it's all got to go out in the mail tomorrow but thank you to those folks for sure uh, that not only support the channel but show up and engage thanks to those that super chat those that super thanks those that shop clovertack.com slash shop uh, and then always want to mention that we are a proud member i don't know that we're very proud but there's good company over there a proud member of the firearms radio network so go check out all the cool podcasts and other things over there firearmsradio.net and with that let's get riley and jacob in here gentlemen how are you mighty fine doing great so, thank you for having me on us on let's <laughs> Let's take a uh, let's take a minute here just for those that may not know who you are. And and for those out there, I think this is the first podcast this season we've had two guests. So I've got to rethink my overlays and everything um, because we're covering up. But that's OK. doesn't matter. This is more for the audio world uh, at the end of the day. But going to give you guys uh, both a chance. Start down there with Riley, I guess, um, or actually up here with Riley. Let's move Riley. Can I do that? Can I move Riley to the top? Yeah. So let's put our guest up there front and center. Uh, start with you, Riley. Um, just who you are, the role you play with concealedcarry.com before we get into the kind of the overview. Uh, just kind of introduce yourself and uh, for those that may not be familiar with who you are. Well, um, my name's Riley Bowman, and uh, I'm the guy that Jacob forces to do all the things that he doesn't want to do. <laughs> Uh, we've been working together now for six and a half plus years, uh, full while, time man. in this venture. And, um, uh, it's been a wonderful opportunity and we've, uh, struggled mightily through, you know, a lot of things, but, uh, uh, you know, cause as with any small business, uh, lots of challenges of, with respect to growth, uh, sometimes too much growth, sometimes things that don't go as well as you'd like them to, to you know, so always trying to solve those uh, small business challenges. Um, I am a, I'm a shooter through and through. I love, I love shooting. Uh, 
my specialty is mostly with pistols. Uh, been a firearms instructor for over a decade now. And uh, uh, former law enforcement did some of that a little bit. And uh, competitive shooter. Uh, compete in USPSA these days. Uh, I've done some three gun in the past as well. And uh, looking forward to go to uh, production national championship next next week in uh, Alabama for the nice. USPSA nationals. Nice. Good luck with that for sure. Uh, Jacob, bring you in here. Who are you? Yeah. Who yeah, are who you? I'm just, I'm just some guy, man. Um, I am Wyoming born and bred, which is the correct side of the Teton mountains. Unlike those losers from Idaho <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Uh, live in Colorado with, with wife and children and dogs. And I'm the president and founder of concealedcarry.com. Uh, it's been, uh, quite the journey for us uh, as far as our business and I'll just quickly say how grateful I am for, for having Riley around. That was a, was a bit of a miracle story that, that I was able to capture Riley on the vision and get him to come participate with this, this little, little adventure that is concealedcare.com, but we're, we're having a good time. Yeah. Now, as far as the startup, I mean, where did, there's so many parts and pieces. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> so I'm going to let you, Jacob, I'm going to let you hit, I mean, the humble beginnings. Where, where did that, where's that? What's that story? Oh my goodness. <clears throat> Humble beginnings. Uh, me watching too many James Bond movies. I don't know. There you go. So <laughs> there, there was a day where I just felt very strongly about being in the self-defense personal protection industry. Uh, I have a, a failed uh, venture from many moons ago, 2005, 2006, 2007. It was a private security business. Uh, at one time we had about you know 25 part-time or full-time security officers in the state of Utah doing primarily um, event security, but a little bit of uh, venue stuff and post uh, patrol stuff too, and that that just you know crashed and died on me, and and so I decided to give it a run at the on the educational on the training side of the firearm industry. Started teaching classes, probably like like most of the people you know in this space. Frankly, I'm just some dude who said I can teach people to shoot, and went and got certified. Started teaching concealed carry classes. Um, the, the lucky good thing for me is that I was way better at marketing than I ever was at shooting guns or being a firearm instructor. And so that I was very successful at getting students. And, uh, eventually that came to a point where uh, it was always a part-time venture. I had a full-time job, which was in, involved in internet marketing. And, uh, it grew to a, a degree where I started to add additional instructors so that I could cover more territory, both geographically and, and uh, as well as just be able to serve more students. And so that was kind of the birth of what I'll call USA Firearm Training. Uh, USA Firearm Training was our, our original brand. And USA Firearm Training was a conglomerate, a network of firearm instructors across the U.S. teaching classes um, with whom we had, a, I should say have, it's, you know, it still, still exists, it's just under a different name. But we had a contra contractual relationship with these instructors. We would list their classes on the website and uh, drive people, you know, via internet marketing and advertising to sign up for those classes. Then we kept a small portion of the revenue um, and, and sent the rest of the instructors. So that was really the genesis. You know, to think 2007, 2008, I'm a fire instructor doing a good job, getting lots of students decide I can help other instructors get lots of students, too. Um, and that's that's really the beginning. Well, I think it's really important. I appreciate the fact that you admit to the failure, right? The <laughs> failed business. Um you know, we live in a society where like everybody is 
thinks they're entitled to a win and entitled to success. And a lot can be learned from failure, right? Yeah, I have lots of failed ventures. I mentioned that one only because it's relevant. Right. <laughs> there are plenty right. of other. I, I have a cash flow consulting business for a while that failed. I had a t-shirt uh, embroidery and screen printing business for a while that failed. I had a car washing business that failed. Um, I have done many things that did not work out. But I'm sure you learned from all of them, right? Oh, I mean, absolutely. That's yeah. that's that's the thing is, did you learn? Um, so, Riley, when uh, when did you come into the mix and, and how did all of that happen? Where did your humble beginnings with it start? Yeah, let's see. I was, uh, what, the fall of 2015? Uh, Jacob had just left his full-time job uh, and was, you know, doing – doing the, what had been his side gig now full-time mm-hmm. uh, and that started taking off uh, we were I should say he was very successful at selling uh, some holsters and different things for another company uh, that took off very quickly and it was like October or November ish time frame of 2015 he called me up we, he and I we'd, we'd known each other for a few years and I had uh, taught classes uh, mm-hmm. under his brand um, like he mentioned the farm instructors network, uh, and, uh, asked if I'd be willing to basically, uh, put aside my construction business that I had at the time and Whoa. come uh, join forces and work together and, and help support, uh, this new venture. And it was, um, a bit of a leap of faith, you know, to some extent, right. but that's not the first time I've, uh, left the sure thing for the less sure thing uh, that uh, looked more interesting or more fun or more promising in some respect, uh, having to convince my wife to, hey, I'm going to quit this thing I've been doing for a while now and do this other thing that may or may not work. Uh, I had pulled that same move on her a few years earlier when I left a government job for uh, starting my construction business. And uh, fortunately, she uh, was willing to believe in my insanity, uh, which I think we're thankful for now because uh, six and a half, almost really seven years, it'll be that in a few months here later, uh, we're still in this together and we've, you know, brought on a whole team of people and, and uh, you know, everybody's got their role that they play and we've added, you know, all these different brands and things that we own or represent. And uh, it's just been, it's been a wild ride. Right. Yeah, you know, one thing that I noticed is, you know, that you guys were at, you were at, y'all had a booth at NRAM. I remember that. Uh, talked to, I was talking to Jacob earlier. Y'all plan on uh, making shot in 23, of course. You know, you think about consultcarry.com, and I think, I know I'm this way, and probably some more folks out there. Let me know. And if you got questions and other things in the live chat, throw them out there. Uh, I think the podcast or whatever, right? And, you know, to make that leap of when you're looking at the podcast, it's amazing when you see you guys in the booth with all the brands you represent. It's a lot bigger project than what one might think on the surface, right? Got a lot of different moving parts and pieces. And I think that speaks to what you were talking about with all of the folks, good folks that you've got involved with the uh, with the company, with the organization now. Well, that's both our greatest strength and our greatest weakness. Uh, I was at a firearm training event this last weekend. Uh, I don't have permission to share anything about that event, so I'll 
I'll be a bit anonymous. It was an amazing training event at a good time, but it was an event we sponsor, not our event, but an event we sponsor. Mm -hmm. And it's difficult because, you know, when you're in those kind of contacts, shot show and, you know, anything like that. And, and even talking to people in the industry and they say, Oh, what are you doing? I'm like, how do I answer that question? Everything. (laughs) I I do lots of stuff, you know, right. But, But it is our biggest strength, our biggest, biggest weakness, biggest weakness, because, I really need like a good 20 minutes to really explain to somebody all the crap we do. Um, right. Some of which is amazing free resources and content. Other of course is manufacturing and products. Some of it's advertising, um, et cetera. And so it just, it's, it's, it's a beast. Right. <laughs> and it's that, that, but it's also our greatest strength because it, it gives us amazing efficiency uh, cross promotional assets. I mean, we really um, are extremely diverse as far as being out of the weather economic storms. But yeah, it, it, it the blessing and the curse, right? Uh, so Ghost out there's got a question. He was reading my mind because I was going to go down this road. Um, he says, uh, "How's the podcast help spreading the message and getting your mission out there?" <laughs> so was I'm guessing you guys were into some products before the podcast, correct? Yeah, so about the time we brought in Riley is about the time we really got into some products. So the, mm-hmm. the leap that allowed me to leave the day job was e-commerce, right? The, the, the training aspect of this business was just never going to pay the bills. And so uh, in 2015, early, you know, January, February 2015, we started the e-commerce side, started shipping actual physical goods. And that was the, the catapult that moved us forward and got me out of my day job, had me bring on Riley and really created a real business, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's substantial beyond a side business. And so it, it was very soon after that, it was, you know, early 2016, you know, Riley had a month or two uh, working uh, with me before he came to me and said, bro, we got to do a podcast. And I was <laughs> right. like, podcasts like what? i've heard of those you know what? yeah 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 I, I've, I've heard of podcasts but that sounds like a, in fact this is a famous saying in the business people all the employees will tell you that, that jacob will say this often and that is that sounds like a lot of work right that sounds right. like a lot of work yeah i got a lot of sayings that's one of them and uh, i'm i'm generally opposed to anything that sounds like a lot of work because we got yes. too much going on already um but Needless to say, uh, over the course of some research and some um, instruction and information that that I received, I, I came around to that idea. And so, uh, yeah, the first episode was February 2016, only a couple months after Riley joined the business. Right. Yeah. And what that was, was that? Uh, was you? So you're the mastermind behind the podcast, Riley. That's what I hear Jacob saying. <laughs> uh, you know, at the time I was. Uh, you know, having just come out of my construction business, uh, I I used to listen to a lot of podcasts. I, right. I had to crisscross the Denver metro area on a daily basis. Had some of the most horrible commutes like ever, because <laughs> I'd be up at you know five thirty six in the morning on the road, hour and a half, sometimes two hours uh, to get to some far you know job site on the other side of the of the uh, city, right. and would listen to a lot of podcasts. And at the time, photography was a big interest of mine. So I listened to a bunch of photography podcasts. And I just remember thinking, I, I like this medium. I like the content. I like the way that I can connect. Because I, I felt connected with the creators and the podcasters and the producers of those podcasts. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and, and so I thought, you know, this is, this is I, th- I think this is something that could be good for us. And actually just doing a little bit of looking around 
because what I started doing was, hey, what what gun podcasts are out there, and specifically what podcasts that are specific to concealed carry are out there, and I realized there wasn't a whole lot, especially you know seven almost seven years ago now. Mm-hmm. There's there's more now than there was then for sure, and so I yeah I just remember going to Jacob like, hey, let's start a podcast because you know like about concealed carry uh, because that that jives with our brand and there was like one other podcast that had started a couple years earlier but had already died off and it was called like the ccw podcast or something like that Uh and i listened to a couple episodes and was like yeah don't even really like it no wonder it died off you know so i thought that we could do the concealed carry podcast uh which now what 600 almost probably getting close to 700 episodes uh i i've lost count um and uh almost seven years you know really six and a half years now of of content right and something like seven million downloads i i think the to answer the real question from ghost tactical um the the here here, i guess two two comments i'll make (laughs) first uh okay i'll give you three comments first if it wasn't for riley the podcast would be done by now because i lack patience and Riley uh-huh. does not. We are polar opposites in most ways we approach things, which is why um, it works it out works. really well. Yeah. yeah that, was so- actually, that was actually the job <laughs> pitch. Jacob's like, I want to bring you on board. And the reason why is because you're you're my polar opposite. I was like, that's an interesting way of putting it like a, did, a did, job did, proposition. You're making me sick over here. You, you too. So did you watch Jerry Maguire or something before you come on this? Like, you complete me. Speak. Right. We don't want. We don't want to hear that in here. Come on. Uh, it, it was something like that. So, so that's the first comment. If you like the podcast, send Riley a thank you note because it would be long done. You know, I guarantee a dozen times I've been like, ah, "We're done with this podcast. It's over." Right. Right. Just too much work. Yeah. Um. The the second comment is that the one of the reasons we've been successful with the podcast is because it's not our only stream of revenue. A lot of people who are in the publisher game, whether it's a website, a blog, a a magazine, uh, a podcast, a TV show, a YouTube channel, people who get into the publishing game in any industry, certainly also true with the firearm industry, um, if they're not making any money, it makes it pretty hard to donate the time to keep doing it over years and years and years. And, and it's, it's a tough game. Um, And in the, in the case of a podcast, the only way to make money doing that is either to have products of your own that you sell uh, or to get advertising and getting advertising is its own beast that most people are ill-equipped to do. So we, we've been blessed to be able to keep it going because uh, we have our own stuff to sell. And the third comment, which is really going to answer the question, is that the podcast is an intangible asset that's extremely valuable. In other words, we believe that it is significantly uh, contributing toward our success has since the beginning and continues to do so, but we have no idea how much or even necessarily how <laughs> right. we, we just know it's super good, but, but right. it's, it's one of those things like, ah, it's good because it, people tell us they listen to it and that's how we know it's good, but we have no idea how much revenue, how many signups to our membership, how many sales, how many, anything. Uh, we just inherently to some degree arbitrarily believe it's good and valuable. Right. And and we've, the way we can point to that is the dozens upon dozens upon dozens of emails and messages we've received and comments from people and people we bump into at trade shows and industry shows that are like, 
I found you because of the podcast and now I, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a guardian nation member and I bought all this stuff from you and look, I'm wearing your shirt. I mean, like it, it is intangible and it's so hard to measure and it's hard to really appreciate how much it contributes to the success of our overall business. Yeah. But we, we feel uh, that, that impact from the, the comments and the messages that we've received from, and there's probably hundreds or, or yeah, hundreds for sure of those messages that we received since the beginning that just let us know that what we've done has worked. Yeah. And that engagement is a vital part of the whole media game in general. You know, that's why I say out there, if you have questions, if you have comments, throw them out there in the live, let us know in replay and a comment down below, say something. If, if, you know, you're talking about my channel, if, if, there's been something I've done a review on or showcased or talked about, you know, and you found that helpful and you went out and bought it, leave a comment, right? Let, let people know, Hey, this helped me. You helped me. Even if you didn't buy anything, even in your case, if it was, you know, a tactics issue or certain aspects of concealed carry or something like that, right? Hey, this helped me out. And that's very valuable feedback. I think the people out there that just your regular listeners and viewers, you know, they don't understand that they, they consume the media, but maybe they're a little shy about getting engaged. And it's mm -hmm. that engagement that really does help us kind of feel things out. Like, you know, which direction should we go? Not only which direction should we go, but how well is that direction working currently? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I want to ask Riley, since you were kind of the brainchild of it, you talked about listening to some other podcasts. Um, I've got kind of a twofer here, you know, was it the podcast you were listening to? Did you, was there something about the, uh, the casualness of the conversations there? Was it the, um, what the authority maybe that was presented in those, what kind of drew you into that? And then was there things that you were listening to that you said, Hey, I want to take this and apply it to yep. concealed carry podcast. Yeah. Excellent questions. You know, as I mentioned at the time, uh, at that period of my life, so this was, you know, 2013, 2014, 2015, uh, I was really into photography and wanting to learn a lot about how to become a better photographer. It was something I had always kind of had a little bit of interest in, um, just hadn't been able to pr pursue until, um, you know, probably about 2012 was, I think is about when I got started, uh, into, uh, fairly serious photography, uh, actually been hired to do professional headshots for people, oh, portraits, wow. uh, done some landscape photography. I've actually sold a couple of prints, you know, nothing crazy, but that's kind of like where I was going with it at that time. So the uh, podcasts I found about photography were, uh, I was certainly interested in that. And, and I'll say what got me really, uh, what's the word? invested in those podcasts was because they were so helpful. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and in fact, one of the guys I used to listen to quite extensively on a photography podcast went on to start another business, which was really a, a business about consulting business owners and entrepreneurs. And his philosophy with that was, you know, as far as like business, overall business success and podcast success and website or blog success was, try to find ways to be incredibly helpful. That was the two words he used frequently was to be as incredibly helpful as you can be to your audience and or customers. And so that was really the defining goal, if you will, for, for me is that like, 
I wanted to create the Concealed Carry podcast to be an incredibly helpful resource to people coming into the concealed carry, you know, lifestyle, if you will. Right. Uh, so that was, that was a defining characteristic. And that along with that, here, here's the other thing that, that I learned from these photography podcasts that I felt was important for us. Uh, and Jacob was important and, and very instrumental in this as well, because we were completely eye to eye on, on this aspect of creating the concealed carry podcast was we felt it was important that it was, niche enough that it was applicable enough to that topic um that it was it was focused you know on concealed carry uh you know we've and we've broadened that a little bit but but we've we've tried to still remain fairly true to the concept or the lifestyle of concealed carry with the podcast uh there's plenty of podcasts out there that are very um very Random. general in their scope. Yeah, okay, <laughs> right. maybe they're firearms related, but it's like all things firearms and they'll have guests on that talk about all kinds of topics. And some of those are very good. And well, okay. I wasn't actually intentionally trying to talk about you. <laughs> but um and, and there's nothing wrong with that, but the thing that I identified from these photography podcasts that were really instrumental in me uh be, no, number 1 be, becoming loyal to those podcasts and number two uh actually getting better as a photographer was because they were niche enough in the things i was interested in learning about that that it kept me coming back because i was being fed you know so 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 well um right. if it had been too broad I, I don't i think i would have lost my interest a lot sooner so that was something that with the concealed carry podcast uh that a lot of what we modeled the the initial start and the even the format even the way i start the the podcast off i actually kind of stole that from one of my favorite photography podcasts i i, I stole mine from the uh beef commercials so obviously <laughs> obviously so. well i i'd long those lines i think this is really important what what riley is saying because this is not just a podcast strategy this is a business strategy um i i to date to date, I have never listened to any other gun podcasts unless it was about me or my brands. Right. So I just, it's not my thing to do that. People are well, aren't you a team so player, crazy. Jacob? Thank you. I know. Appreciate People are going to think I'm nuts, but it's just, <laughs> it's just not, yeah. not my shake. It's not. But, it's not some people's things. That's true. Yeah. It's just, it's just not my thing. And that's fine. Uh, but you need to understand that the idea of being useful is core to our ethos. Before the podcast, uh, back in, um, Early 2015, we launched the Concealed Carry app. Uh, the Concealed Carry app is a free app with no advertising in it that is chucked full of, of free tools for concealed carriers. Reciprocity maps, legal summaries for all 50 states, a business directory, over 100,000 businesses you can look up that are gun ranges, gun stores, gun trainers, or gun-free zones. Um, today, today has more things than that. Obviously it has all of our articles, our videos, our podcasts and, and some other assets and tools in there. But, but we've been from the beginning, I believe in utility marketing. I believe in becoming useful, uh, even for free, uh, to the consumer market so that you can build a relationship of trust before you ask for someone's credit card. Yep. Now I totally agree. Uh, and Ghost got a couple other questions talking about the podcast out there. I want to get to those here uh, in just a second. Want to get to the products. Want to get to the uh, media and marketing side of things. But first, we got to take a quick second, yeah, and talk about Trailblazer Firearms. If you're looking for innovation, 
North Carolina innovation made in the USA innovation. Well, Trailblazer might just be one of those small companies that are doing it. They've got the life card, single shot, 22, 22 Magnum. Is it the best for carry? Maybe, maybe not. Is it the most fun thing you'll ever shoot? Maybe, maybe not, but it's pretty innovative. So I encourage you to go check that out along with the pivot which is the little nine millimeter carbine should be releasing commercially pretty soon. Uh, any day now we're hoping anyway, uh, the little carbine nine millimeter that flips, folds, swivels, and does all kinds of cool things. No, it does not make the transformer sound when it does it. Although we have tried to push them to add that feature. So get over and check out uh, the innovative things that trailblazer firearms is doing. Uh, and while you're over there, if you decide, Hey, I got to have one of those little life cards where well, you can save 10% of course with code, clover tax so shell portion is over let's get to um uh, ghost talking about the podcast um he says how has uh how's it involved uh he says uh how has the consult carry podcast evolved the most from the initial mission to to today or not really the podcast but i guess the uh company overall yeah um my goodness so a couple of really important things that everybody who's probably listening to this is probably seen the movie inception and in the movie inception the big like you know splash spoiler alert but the big thing at the end is we find out that that leonardo DiCaprio planted an idea in his wife's brain and it led to her demise right and uh, probably the biggest uh change for us something i think of very you know similarly is in 2018 we we almost died as a business i mean we just almost went under um, by, the, by the grace of God, frankly, we stayed afloat. And we, what happened is our business was extraordinarily dependent on very, uh, you know, a very small number of products being advertised in a very small number of places. So we were just not diverse. We were very singular in our revenue stream. And that was a, that was a problem. And so when one thing goes wrong and that's the one thing that's making you money, you, you almost bite the dust. Right. And so, yeah. I, that's like I was like my inception moment, right? Where it's like, okay, you know, no more of that. Like we are going to become a diverse company. So the biggest thing, like just to be very broad and not specific, is that shift in, between late 2018 and early 2019, where we decided to go from, um, you know, what was a very singular focus in terms of how we were making money, to right. a very diversified focus and finding lots of streams of revenue. Right. And uh, um, the products, I'm sure, are one one portion of that. So I want to dive into that because there's there's quite a few uh, from the <laughs> medical side to the training side. Uh, all, where do you want to start? Either one of you with the uh, the product side of things. I think we better go sequential on the timeline. That works. Um, so Riley, why don't you tell everybody about Guardian Nation? Because that was probably one of the smarter things we did. Yeah, you know. One of the earlier things we started doing was creating tr educational resources uh, and training content. Uh, we, golly, we, we filmed our very first training video that we sold. When was that, Jacob? 2017, really? 2016, American Gun Law. Oh, was, that's right. That one. That's right. I forgot wow. about that one. That was, uh, yeah, kind of the middle part of the like May, May timeframe, I think we did that year. Anyway, so um, we started creating some of those informational educational resources, including some that we sold. And uh, and then, you know, what Jacob's referring to with Guardian Nation, 
uh, that became kind of the next natural evolution of that was uh, to create a membership program, essentially, right? Where uh, the beautiful thing with that, with respect to a business, is it's recurring revenue. You know, it's a yep. it's a stream of revenue. Uh, we've got so many, you know, Guardian Nation members that are paying X dollars a month, and that's revenue that we can count on every month, month to month to month to month. And so uh, we created Guardian Nation. Uh, I mean, the, the way I just described it probably makes it sound like, you know, we're just we're just money hungry, but it was all about creating uh, resources that now are available to members uh, and also, you know, being right. paid for those resources. And so uh, that that's a nice uh, symbiotic relationship. Uh, a key component of that, too, has been since the beginning, actually, was also uh, shipping to members a box of gear. Uh, so really Guardian Nation membership became this this concept of providing members with members only content and information and education. Um, and all, but also the the gear that supports the concealed carry lifestyle. Uh, right. There's other successful you know, box type or subscription box products out there uh, in, in all kinds of industries. And uh, for us, you know, this was well, what we'd seen in some of those other competing or sort of competing, we don't really directly compete, I don't think, with really anybody out there with this particular thing. But but looking at some of those other subscription box programs, sometimes we'd see that there was just random junk. That oh, was there is. Early, yeah. You know, it was just filler yeah. stuff that was thrown into the box. Yeah. Um, we've we've strived really hard, and it's a challenge for sure, to do as much as possible where every product that goes in our box that we ship to members is is useful and it, and, and fits within you know our mission yeah guardian nation was was huge um not just because it kept us afloat when things were rough um but also because it's a greater fulfillment of our company's mission right which is just to support american gun owners and provide them both with the knowledge the skills the tactics and the gear that they need to be good at this lifestyle, to be to be prepared and willing to combat the threats uh, around us, so so that was important. But it it had kind of a uh, a byproduct, unexpected result as well. And what happened was because we we have to <laughs> by obligation, we've told people we will four times a year ship out these boxes full of product. We have to source product, right. and and this this led us to a place where we found out very quickly that if we're going to do this with any degree of profitability, if we're not going to, if, if this thing that's supposed to keep us afloat is, is going to actually do that and not actually cost us money, um, then we have to get really clever about how we source these products. Otherwise it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just a bunch of time and resources to break even. Um, so, because we, by the way, for those who don't know, we guarantee the value of this box that we ship will be at least equal to the, the, the to the price of membership. So if we pay retail for the products, it would be a literal break even or we'd lose money. Uh -huh. So so we had to get really clever. And what this did is it created an environment where we were incentivized to build our own products. So certainly uh, we have and continue and will probably perpetually forever fill the box with products from other reliable sources and companies and manufacturers. However, we also continue to, to utilize it today. Our view is to utilize it as a way to... Uh, R&D, test, and bring to market our own products, right? Because if it's our own product, then obviously we have more margin and it makes it easier to put more awesome stuff in the box. 
And so it, it was almost uh, an accident. You know, one day, you know, we're kind of cruising along and all of a sudden it's like, well, we, you know, we're every time we went to order something for the box, maybe we needed 500, you know, whatever widgets. Uh, so we'd have 500 of them made to our specifications. And, and then I'd be like, you know, what, let's order 600 of those or 700, just have extras. So then you you, you do it and you got a couple hundred, hundred extra and you're like, oh, cool. I guess we'll just put those on the site for sale, you know, uh, alongside the name brand stuff we're selling from whoever, Loophold or Holosun or whoever it is. And so eventually you get to a point where it's like, man, we got a lot of our own products. And uh, this is this was one of one of the first places where we decided we had to create a new brand. Uh, so we got to a point where I said, you know what? We don't want to dirty or muddy the waters with concealcarry.com. We we think of concealcarry.com as a brand that represents information and resources and tools, right. not a brand that is a manufacturer of stuff you buy. Um, certainly, it's an e-commerce you know, store. You can go there and buy all sorts of things. But we did not want it to be um, confused. It's like, wait, are they a manufacturer of products or are they a reseller of products? And so we that's when we one of our first new brands, we created ReadyUpGear for that reason. ReadyUpGear.com is, it was the place we said, you know, we're going to take all these new products that we're developing and we're going to put them under that brand. And that that website, that brand will be the place of stuff we're making to sell. And that was that was one of the first kind of breaks there. And so anyway, that's that was an interesting kind of byproduct of Guardian Nation is in attempting to serve the subscription box without losing money, um, we started to get good at manufacturing our own products. Now, when, when somebody walks into a booth at an NRA at a SHOT show, and they see the variety of, of products you've got, you know, Barrel Block, you know, comes to mind, um, the, uh, the SHOT timer. How much of that stuff is yours, and how much is, is, is there any partnerships going on with things like that? If you walk into our booth at a show, it's probably all ours. Um, certainly at NRA annual meetings, that was all ours. So okay. uh, Barrel Block is an example of a brand we purchased. So we did not come up with that product. We did not. Um, that's not our invention. It's not our concept, not our idea, but it is ours today. We own it. We bought that company on January 1st of this year of 2022. Um, Range Tech is another good example that you mentioned. So we we bought Range Tech in 20, January 2019 at SHOT Show is when we, we finalized that deal. Um, so when you walk into our booth, we're, I think without exception, I, I'd, I'd have to audit the, 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 the brain a little bit. But I think without exception, what you see is our products. Um, things that either we have developed from scratch, which are most likely they're under the ReadyUp Gear brand, uh, or in, in many cases, companies we've acquired like Range Tech or Barrel Block. Um, I guess one exception would be Mountain Man Medical, which is worth talking about. I'll let Riley tell the Mountain Man Medical story if anyone wants to hear it. But that's, that's an example where to say those are our products is a little awkward because Mountain Man Medical is obviously trauma kits made up of proven tested components that are not our components, right? So right. we didn't invent the cat tourniquet, for example, sure. or the H&H mini compression bandage. Um, but but I think people get the point of what I'm saying. Right. Mm -hmm. Want to we'll elaborate on that, Riley? Yeah. Yeah. You know, actually, so continuing with the, uh, I'm going to get right to that mountain medical piece, uh, but I thought I'd go ahead and just connect some of the dots. Yeah. Uh, we created readyupgear.com uh, to, as Jacob just, just, just described as, kind of the home for a lot of our think of it as like range gear and accessories and and some some training products dry fire products like uh our laser dot trainer the little laser cartridge you can put in your you know chamber of your gun and, and right. dummy ammo and stuff like that is all under readyupgear.com um as he mentioned a, mo a moment ago we acquired range tech shot timers 
that was actually something we, yeah we finalized the deal in january 2019 actually a couple of years before that i remember we were at or maybe it was a year before one or two years before i, I don't remember we, we used to go to dinner during shot show week with some dear friends of ours <clears throat> that um ultimately were the ones that did the design work and the and created the range tech shot timer and i remember we we kind of had this idea in our own heads about uh something we thought would be cool to do with with shot timer and we went to dinner with them and they realized that they were kind of working on something very similar already and so uh, uh we continued to uh, be in the loop on that development and we're planning on selling range tech shot timers on our store uh for for them uh, but uh, about the time that they they launched, they sold a, like 100 or 200 units or something and then kind of decided they were going to kill the Range Tech project. <laughs> right. And so we stepped in and just said, hey, can, can we buy that from you? Yeah, sure. And so we did. And uh, that's been wonderful because we've sold thousands of Range Tech shot timers that uh, we that. In that that project would have just died and gone away. And I will yeah. say this, and I'm, I'm proud to be able to say this, uh, but the range check shot timer has without probably a lot of people realizing it has forced the, the shot timer industry uh, to innovate more because oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, nobody was doing what range tech was doing when it first came out. It's a Bluetooth connected shot timer that didn't exist in 2018, 2019, even 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all of a sudden you start seeing companies like, wait a minute, and you start seeing other players come into the market with Bluetooth connected shot timers. Mm-hmm. Um, even the, the concept of the range tick shot timer has a, an LED light on it that blinks at the same time that the, that the beep goes off. That's something that nobody had really thought of, of to do. And now you're seeing yeah. shot timers that are doing that, that, that give a visual indicator uh, with the beep or, or the start of the shot timer. And so, those simple and small innovations were stuff that, uh, frankly, we're proud that we were a part of with Range Tech first, and now we see competitors uh, uh, doing that as well. And now the Range Tech Shot Timer it fits in with kind of the ethos of our brands because a lot of what we do is to try to bring quality products to shooters and concealed carriers that don't break the bank. And yeah you know, looking at shot timers and one of the big reasons why a lot of people don't even have a shot timer, which is a valuable training tool, uh, you know, because it allows you to collect and record data of your Mm -hmm. performance, of your ability to shoot. What's your actual skill level? And so, um, you know, most people don't have shot timers because they were 120, 130, $150 for the cheap ones. And (laughs) yeah, exactly. And yeah. Range Tech, since the beginning, has been a $70, $75 pro- product, uh, which right. I think is part of the reason for the success with that. And just get ready to you know see what's coming with, uh, with the next version of Range Tech. Um, you know, and then fast forward another year or so, and we, yeah, it was actually like February of 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, right before COVID. I remember we, we had a, we actually had, had a quarterly meeting with all of our team players in the business. Uh, not too long before that, where we said, you know, look, there's an opportunity here. There's a lot of great companies out there providing trauma and medical related gear to, uh, you know, the kind of the tactical defensive shooting communities. Solid, great companies, companies with great reputations. But we'd look at what they were selling and look at 
looking at what we thought it would cost to put together comparable kits. And we thought there's an opportunity here. Because again, along with our, our ethos of providing quality gear to shooters and concealed carriers that doesn't break the bank, we thought, hey, I think we think we can put together trauma kits and IFACs and things of that nature, but do it for a very, very competitive price. Uh, right. for do, do it for less than what the competition is doing it for. And so in early 2020, uh, along with launching our first trauma kits through the Mountain and Medical brand, we also filmed and put together what is was then and still is a fairly comprehensive free uh, emergency trauma response training course that you can view and, and sign up for uh, for free at mountainmedical.com. And so we released all those training videos over a period of what, like like 13 days or 10 days or something like that. 13 days. And and released all those videos and through that sold a, a crap ton of trauma kits, uh, which was really exciting to see. And that brand is, has continued to perform and has been one of the strongest performing brands uh, certainly out of the ones that we've created from scratch. It's been uh, wonderful to be a part of. And Brian McLaughlin, our director of training at mountainmedical.com is, is, is a solid, uh, it's just a great guy to kind of lead the the charge on that brand. Well, the, you know, the foundation of, of the training, right. That you guys have. Uh, I mean, I think that's a smart, it's, it's been a great move because you know, you do a lot of, especially with medical equipment, but honestly it applies to pretty much anything. If somebody doesn't know how to use something, why would they purchase it? Right. Exactly. Like I'm not going to go out and buy a tool that I have no clue what it's used for, or, or at least a rough idea, right. Of how to use that. So, I mean, it makes sense from a marketing standpoint to tie those two things together, the education plus the product, and they kind of help each other out. That was exactly the catalyst for why we did it the way we did it. Yeah, we've had over 6,000 people sign up for that class on our website. And, uh, you know, to this day, it's 100% free. In fact, we have a new uh, trauma class on the website we call Range Medicine. That's sort of, you know, trying to be a little bit more specific to the gun range in those environments. And uh, we sell it. We do sell it. It's not free, but it's two dollars. Uh, it had oh, some wow. pretty significant production costs. So you could go take. <laughs> yeah, you could go take two extremely high quality online video based training courses on trauma medicine on mountainmanmedical.com and spend a whopping two dollars to do it. Right. Um, it, it. It's it's just really critical to us. And and frankly, we cheat. We're cheating. Let me explain what I mean when I say I'm cheating. We're not. We're not in unethical. No one. No one. <laughs> Yell at me. I, I use that term pretty broadly. Right. But we're cheating because un, unfortunately for them, a lot of our competitors in the space, and there's not a lot of them, by the way. This is not this is not like holster companies. Companies who assemble, you know, trauma kits and IFACs is a much smaller list. It's mm-hmm. it's still a long list, but it's much smaller than than a lot of other uh, product categories. Most of them, that's all they do. So they right. have to have a certain amount of margin just to stay in business. Otherwise, they're gonna they're gonna go under, right? Um, we cheat in that, and this is where I said earlier that our greatest strength is our greatest weakness, right? Well, having all the different streams of revenue means that we can take a smaller margin in any one given thing because we got other stuff going on, right? Um, and, and that that makes a big difference. Of course, our warehouse guys hate trauma kits. You know, they get an order in for a shot time, they're like, "Ooh, grab that off, put it in the package, label it." But they get an order for a trauma kit, they're like, "Oh crap!" They got to go grab 13 components or 
38 components or 60 something components, depending on the trauma kit and assemble it and then put it in the package. But uh, that, that has been huge um, for us is, in making it through some hard times over the last couple of years. And it, it also has opened a lot of doors in terms of partnerships and, and things we've been able to do with other, other companies and trainers and things that otherwise they would, you know, they wouldn't have opened that door for us. Right. You know, jumping back to the shot timer for just a second, when Riley was talking there, um, I remember I was actually looking at that shot. And Riley, you may remember, it's been quite a few years now, but I was actually looking at that shot timer before you guys bought the company. And then when I reached out about the shot timer, I think it was Riley that was like, I was like, oh, crap, it's Riley. What What's going on? <laughs> and then I found out that you guys had bought the company. And what I was blown away by, even months or however long it was you know before you guys bought it when i was looking uh what i was blown away by was that the amount of tech at the price and that nobody else in that space as you said was employing any of that technology it's like how why i mean like how is so you know i just wanted to elaborate on that and and you're right i mean the features you get and everything on that shot timer um especially i mean if you are and obviously, Riley, I mean, you, you shoot competition, but I mean, unless you're, you know, into higher level competition or something like that, uh, I don't see the reason to have the three, four, five hundred dollar shot timer. It just doesn't make any sense when, when y'all's shot timer has all the features, it's easy to use, it ties into your phone, you can record the data. I mean, it's got all these different perks to it. So, uh, I guess what I'm saying is kudos and, uh, yeah, I look forward to the to the newer versions for sure. Is that what you were holding up earlier, Jacob? Was oh, this is one. This is a Range Tech shot timer that's not fully assembled. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, I have it on. I have it on the charger right now. But you know, that's that's the internal guts. Right. If anybody's curious. I don't have an assembled one here handy, but but this one is broken, so it's sitting on my desk, so I can here you go analyze it. There you there go. You go. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Yep. Not uh, not too shabby. And all of that made here in the States still, right? You, you see that soldering iron behind me? <laughs> That's yep. where they're built. Huh? That's them. And, there you and, go. And I've had a similar station set up in my home. Uh, we've had a station set up in the warehouse. Uh, I think three of us in the company have uh, actually soldered and put together timers uh, a fourth uh, member of our team is is the one that puts all the cases and things on our CNC machine and cuts them out and stuff like that. So, I mean, when we say they're right. they're made by our team in Colorado, uh, it, it, it is literally that. Literally, yeah. <laughs> it is a yeah. it is a small, uh, basically home based operation. <laughs> Even right. though it's we do have a, a shop it's a pain in warehouse. In the yeah, yeah. We, we, I mean, it's completely as annoying as crap. So there, I would like to believe there'll be a day where that's no longer true, but it will always probably be made in the U.S. by the nature of the type of product and what makes right. sense and, and, and components and things like that. Right. Uh, so here's an idea. Do, a do-it-yourself kit. Like people like to, <laughs> they like to build things, right? We've got 80 percenters. We got whatever. Just put all the parts in a box. Send it to somebody, <laughs> let it, let them solder it and screw it together themselves. That would be interesting. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure the support number would be ringing off the hook. Probably if you did that. <laughs> yeah. They soldered the be... wrong wire to the wrong place. And don't it would be tell a nightmare. Them. Oh man. 
and, and then you get into they saw it in the wrong place and ended up burning their house down, you know, or something. <laughs> That'd be even worse. Oh yeah. my goodness. So well, yeah, then, we'd probably, have, then we'd have ghost timers. They'd have no serial numbers. Oh, well, there we go. Know? That's true. They, That's a danger. We'd have new legislation, right? We can't have we have to be able to track these things. Got to ban but here's the ghost thing. Timers. Well, here's the thing, though. Wouldn't you have to have a ghost timer if you were going to time a ghost gun? Mm-hmm. Good point. Good point. Something to think about. So there what, could what, be a marketing thing there. Like, do you have a ghost gun? Well, then you have to have the ghost timer. Right? <laughs> untraceable. Un, un, uh, untraceable timing. Yeah, untraceable timer. Yeah. <laughs> So what uh, what else have we not? We covered. See, we covered the timer. We've covered the guardian. We've covered the uh, medical. Talked a little bit about the barrel block. What else? Uh, what else have we not covered that we need to hit on? I'll just, I'll just quickly uh, add to barrel block. We're really super pumped about barrel block. You know, yeah, it's those an are interesting cool. thing. Yeah. yeah, people. Yeah, it, it's people. Are, if, I mean, if you knew what we paid for, it, you'd probably be shocked. But it's because it, it's a thirteen dollar product, right? Um, but what I was shocked by as we took over that project and, and make it, made it our own is how much of those things are sold to law enforcement. Um, you know, large academies all across the U.S. buy those things so that they can work with their, um, their officers in a safe environment. I think, I think as a community, um, we don't do a good enough job of advocating tools like that. Um, you know, for those who don't know, Bear Block is not complicated. It's a little Think of like a dummy round with a stick on it. You shove it in the chamber yep. of the gun. Uh, the stick sticks out the end so everybody who's in the environment, including yourself, can visually identify that the gun is inert and capable of loading around and firing. And they're caliber specific, so it's a good chamber plug. And, and it's not got, it comes with a little mag block so that you can still rack the slide. Um, yeah, the mag I, block. The mag block's what's cool. I super cool. Um, and a it, lot it of the patent is <laughs> a lot yeah. of the patent refers to the mag block. It holds that it holds that follower down enough that you know you don't have the the uh, the slide you know lock yeah, no slide, slide going lock back. Yeah. So for dry fire, I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I just think everybody should use them. And in fact, I was on on the range as I mentioned this last weekend. And it was a four day training event, and the first day, um, late in the afternoon, the instructor had all the students on the line barrel block their guns. You know, he, and he just he provided right pulled them out, blocked every single gun up on the line. I, I have a nice picture of it, you know, something like 27 something guns down a line, nice. all barrel blocked nice. and, uh, and ran a couple of drills that, that would be the kind of thing that makes sense to do dry, frankly, uh, to make sure that everything is safe and good before you load them up. And I think instructors do that a lot. I think it's not uncommon for, for firearm trainers, which I am a, a meager one, but Riley's a, a more significant, uh, uh, or experienced trainer. You, you run a lot of things dry, but, the barrel block is a way to visually see, yeah, all those guns are definitely like, it's one thing to triple check and have a partner yeah. look and touch and feel. And, but it's something else to look down the line and be like, yep, not one of those can fire. I know it cause I can see it. So yep. anyway, for whatever that's worth barrel block is uh, I think it's a really important tool and, and it comes with an important mission to stopping uh, negligent discharges. Yeah. That's uh, you know, that's one of the things my years in, in shooting sports is is being able to look down that line, right? And see the, the chamber flags and see that type of stuff. And then also one of the things, you know, you talk about finger outside the trigger guard. You know, I would always teach the kids to the finger gun, right? Use that method for finger outside the trigger guard. Why? Because you could have your finger crooked and it not be on the trigger, right? Technically speaking. But if it's like this, somebody can look down that line. And they can see that that's it's obvious, right? 
Mm-hmm. And that's what you that's what you want, especially from that training situation when you've got a lot of people on the firing line, you know, whether that's at a range or a, or a class or a course or whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we're I just big fan of barrel block and, and the mission that it, it prescribes to and and uh, feel very blessed to uh, to have been handed that stewardship from the people who created it. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. So we have the holster company. We also have a kind of an ad media agency. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Where do you want to go next, Chris? It's midnight something. I can't never remember the name. Midnight ride. Yep. Midnight ride. ride media. Midnight ride media. Yeah. I'm a little upset about that one, actually. Uh, Why? Why? I'm frustrated. Why? That's, I, I get these. I'm, I'm very. Okay. Slow down. Riley will tell you, I feel very strongly about naming things right. Ah, okay. When we launch a new product, certainly a new brand, like I am obsessive about what we're going to call it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mountain Man Medical is, we did not pull that out of a hat. Like that took months to come up with Mountain Man Medical. I mean, pages of, of potential names that got ruled out. And so when we were thinking about Midnight Ride Media, uh, I just got hooked on this idea of calling it Revere Media or Paul Revere Media. Ah. I just that's that's what it had to be. I, it had to be Revere Media or Paul Revere Media. And I'm a guy who has acquired many domains over my lifetime, concealedcarry.com being one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't mind paying for it if it's what I want, but the people I couldn't. I mean, the people who own those domains would not let them go. So. <laughs> Right. Midnight Ride Media is our second choice. That's that's why I'm upset. Wow. That's crazy. It's still a good one. And I mean, it's obvious what it is, especially with the logo. Yeah. And it's one of the coolest logos for any media company out there, for sure. Well, it, I just felt strongly about the name because I, I felt like Paul Revere and his ride, and for people who, who don't know, like if you haven't studied um, that that situation that night and what happened, then you don't understand America. Like, right. I have to be careful not to get teary eyed. Like America is embodied in what happened that night in a very deep way. Uh, so from the marketing, the media perspective, you know, we think of it as, you know, word of mouth. You know, Midnight yep. Ride Media is is about promoting the idea that word of mouth is the most effective kind of marketing you can do. Well, and yeah. we, we started that company because we acquired a business um, from a guy it had no name. Like the business had no name. It had no website, had no anything other than a piece of paper with words written on it, people's email addresses. And uh, God, God bless that man. I I love him to death, but um, he, he had a business that was a reviewer network, right? Where he would go to a company and say, y'all make the, whatever Uh, you probably need to get more uh, influencers and reviewers to try it out, test it and share their thoughts on the internet. Like, I got your back. I'm going to connect you with people who want to do that. So that was the original premise of Midnight Ride Media. It was a, it was a way to connect vendors and products with reviewers and influencers in a way that's that's sincere, that doesn't lock people into, you know, giving in, you know, bias or, or uh, untruthful reviews, but it just right. gets, gets the products distributed in an effective way for the manufacturer or vendor. And over time, we've added other assets. Uh, Midnight Ride Media is also now uh, a display network. So it consists of about a dozen different uh, blogs and websites out there uh, where we're managing and controlling the display advertising, the banner advertising effectively for right. those websites. So someone can come to us and say, you know, I want to run advertising for X and X product, and we can run the ads across all those websites, including our own. Um, and, and so that's that's a, a rough taste of Midnight Ride Media. Nice. 
Uh, Riley, anything else we haven't covered that you can think of? Well, um, thought I would uh, mention a little bit about the holster company. Um, yeah. Just a little bit more detail about uh, that's our most recent acquisition. Well, there's a uh, picture of that on the thumbnail, right? <laughs> I think. Yeah. If we, uh, you know, we actually were approached. Well, not necessarily approached. Uh, I think it. Jacob tells the story. You know, he he just kind of we started selling uh, holsters for KSG Armory on our site. And uh, the, the previous owner, Gabe, that was uh, involved with that, uh, I, I think that there was a conversation that took place and Jacob just sort of jokingly referenced, you know, what if we just bought your company kind of thing? And <laughs> he must have planted a seed in his mind because uh, shortly thereafter, conversations about doing just that began. Um, but it did take a while because uh, there was a time where he decided he was going to stick stick with his business for a little bit longer. But then in uh, May of this year, he came back and said no i want to want to get out i'm ready for a change and uh let's let's talk and so on june we finalized that deal went out to texas and picked up all of the assets of that business and all the holster molds and equipment and materials wow. and hardware and spent a couple of days with him and got trained uh on on exactly how he did everything that he did and brought all that back to our sh shop here in colorado and so now we're we're making we're making holsters, you know. Making so KSG holsters. Armory is that latest and greatest uh, brand of ours that we're we're proud to be associated with and to have. And although it is currently our our it's it's our most present pressing uh, business uh, dilemma right now, and in, in, in that it's um, almost doing too well. In that you know we 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 officially kicked off the brand as as a as a cci a concealed carry.com owned brand launched it announced it to our email list and we were a bit overwhelmed with sales so right which is well, which is good but it's a good it's problem a, to have i guess yeah it's also a challenge because yeah. we got to have the resources to support that and that resources cost money as well so yeah. or at least human resources at the very least and that's uh right that that is another problem so uh but we're we're thankful to have this business and um and, and thankful to be able to sell a quality holster product uh along with the other quality holster products we sell on concealedcarry.com uh but we're, we're proud to have a standalone one that that we own and control and and that we can proudly display and say that this one's ours what i what i got out of what you said there riley was that Nobody ever needs to walk up and talk to Jacob without wearing a tinfoil hat or something to protect their brain because he plants ideas too easily. I don't know what's up. Was <laughs> he's a wizard or something? I don't know what's up with. Jacob well, there, I'll add this point of clarification because we'd be doing a disservice if we didn't mention that we have the hardest working team of employees on on the planet. And, yes. you know, if you're listening to this and you knew nothing about our company up until now and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, these guys, they're manufacturers, they make shot timers, they have range bags and dummy ammo and they buy in companies right and left. They got a holster business and barrel block and they start a medical business. And, you know, we got <laughs> thousands of square feet of, of warehouse space just to hold all this stuff. Um, we got four different podcasts that we publish. We have three different mobile apps for iOS and Android you know, we got the website, we got a full-time writer, we got a video guy, you know, if you're, and you're hearing all this and you might be thinking, Dane, this dude's probably got like 50 employees. You you should know that we are, including Riley and I, uh, we added one more employee last week. That makes us 11 people. Wow. So 
we we are wearing many hats we are hustling it we are we're holding it together uh, but but just barely we are me and riley are not on the beach sipping martinis i assure you right Um, so so just you know understand that um unfortunately as a small business what that means is sometimes we screw up we do dumb stuff sometimes it's unforeseen circumstances we just can't possibly know it's going to happen other times we make bad decisions um but we we screw up all the time we you know we just get in the bad places and and you know riley was very generously saying that our current business dilemma is these holsters i'll be transparent in telling you we we're right now we have over 500 holsters that need to be made that have been purchased so so we did not want to be in that situation. We're not okay with being in situations like that. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we got we I, just happened, you know, kind of doing some auditing, looking at things, and realized we were way behind in shipping. That we had orders that were 40, sure. 50 days old and hadn't been shipped yet. And so, you know, we we're pretty caught up on shipping now. By the way, for those who are like, "Holy crap!" Like that was a short, <laughs> right. a short period of right. time, right. but. But we, we screw up like we, we, yeah. we mess up all the time and we get into bad places and we have to reassess our situation, redirect resources and go go to go to battle to address challenges and problems we face. And, and, and realize part of the reason for getting that behind, especially with shipping, was uh, was on top of launching the holster business and taking some of the human resources away from our customer support team and our warehouse fulfillment team to actually make those holsters. Uh, we also hosted our second annual guardian conference, a three day training conference last month that required basically all hands on deck to finish the organization of, and actually go and put wow. on that, that training event, uh, in, in Oklahoma city. So, uh, we got back from that training conference and went, Oh crap, we're in trouble. Right. You know, because we, I mean, we had, I mean, we got so focused on the, on the Guardian Conference and we right. want to make sure we execute that well. Cause if that's not executed well, nobody's going to come back to our, you know, third annual training conference. And, right. you know, so we get so focused on that and then come back and realize we still have a lot of holsters to make and we have hundreds of orders we got to get out the door. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's just a, a matter of buckling down, right? Yeah. Just get to it and hustling. Yeah. Uh, yep. We are over the hour, but Ghost, I've been saving this one because it's uh, more of the talking about the future. Uh, says, where do you guys see ConsolidCarry.com three years from now? So what's your what's your plan to dominate the world? <laughs> um, Besides reading people's minds and planting thoughts, we know that's a thing. But other than that. Go buy products on ConsolidCarry.com. <laughs> um I, I, okay, so a couple a couple of thoughts. I, I don't anticipate us doing anything significant, to be frank, in terms of our current direction, and our going. philosophy. Um, but the challenge we have is right now we've bought a lot of companies recently, and those come with a price. Like works, you know, we're we're, we're leveraged, right? Like we have debts we need to pay off, um, and so I, I see us working hard toward becoming more efficient, uh, smarter at what we do, um, getting just yet yeah, more more efficient and smarter. And and working to a point where our solvency uh, is that the right word? What am I trying yeah. to say, Riley? Yeah, our solvency yeah. is 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 stronger. Where we're in a better cash position, um, and and we're right. going to be able to you know continue to take care of our people and, and add more people as we continue to grow. Um, I think there's a there's certainly a lot of things we have yet to tap, like just a lot of opportunities we have yet to touch. 
Um, we we did hint that we're working on a upgraded kind of Gen 2 Pro version of our shot timer. Uh, so that's to come. There's things on the medical side that I think are going to be unique um, that we're going to introduce to the market that people are not ready for. Um, I think that you're going to find we're going to continue to identify product opportunities, things where either the product doesn't exist in the market or we think we can do it better or we think we can do it for less or both, which tends to be our go-to method, uh, that that's going to happen in the future. And we're going to continue to put out really good high-quality training content uh, and, and valuable utility and resources. So I don't anticipate any major shifts, uh, but I would hope that uh, we're, you know, we're, we're a little bit in a, a better position as a company um, yeah. in terms of our, our, just our financials and, and how we're managing right. what we're doing. Yeah. Riley, uh, anything to add? Yeah. I was just going to say that we're very happy with where we're at in terms of this family of brands that we have um, that are all part of concealedcarry.com. Uh, very happy with what that looks like. I mean, we're, we're, we're hitting on a lot of the things that are important to us, the training side, the medical side, the, uh, uh, you know, range gear and accessories, the holsters, all that. Like we're, we're hitting on a lot of the, the, the things that we're really passionate about, about, you know, the living the concealed carry lifestyle. Um, and so right now it's the next couple of years, it's all about the execution. Right. It's, it's about the building the sustainability now with what we've got, uh, long-term sustainability. Cause we, we intend to be around for a long time. Uh, and so everything that Jacob said, I, I echo that and, and I look forward to the, you know, the future, uh, we've got a lot to do and a lot to accomplish and, and a lot of, you know, challenges to solve. Uh, but I look forward to it because, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're in this for the long haul and, and I'm, I'm excited to see what, this, what the future holds because I mean, where's KSG Armory going to be, uh, with, with the holster business in three years from now, I think it's going to be awesome. Where's range tech shot timer is going to be. I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, where's barrel block and all these other brands going to be. I think they're all going to be really awesome. So at this point it's, it's about buckling down and executing and building long-term sustainability. Right. Well said, Riley. Right. So, uh, yeah, let's give uh, both of you a little bit of time before we close out here. First of all, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for the conversation. Thanks for the chat. Uh, Riley, we'll start with you. Uh, just places that uh, people can follow, find things, and then we'll let uh, Jacob have uh, the final word. Yeah. Uh, well, you can find us, of course, at concealedcarry.com is our main website. And, and you'll find uh, the various, you know, companies, brands, and links, and and products in concealedcarry.com store, but we've mentioned a lot of the other sites for all the different brands throughout this. We have social media pages for most of that, uh, so you can look up Range Tech Shot Timers, which is on Facebook, but weirdly not on Instagram. There's a little link for you. Meltman um, Medical is on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Concealed Carry Inc. is our tag on Facebook and Instagram for concealedcarry.com. Um, Barrel Block, you can find on, on Facebook and, and Instagram as well. You can find YouTube channels as well for concealedcarry.com as well as Mountain Men Medical. Uh, and uh, if anyone wants to connect with me directly, feel free to look me up. I'm, I'm always open to that. You can find me, uh, Riley Concealed Carry is my tag on Instagram uh, or uh, Riley T. Bowman on, on Facebook. I'm ha you know, I'll answer your messages if you hit me up directly personally. You got got a personal question for me, totally okay with that. Um, but if it's business stuff, yeah, definitely follow and, and like our various uh, business pages. 
Nice. Uh, Jacob, anything uh, that Riley missed there? He's, he's pretty thorough. I'll, I'll add just a, a couple of quick thoughts. I would encourage you, if you haven't already, go download our app, Concealed Carry Gun Tools, full name of the app. But if you open up the App Store, Google Play, and just type Concealed Carry, probably the top result is not an advertisement. Uh, we put a lot of time, energy, and love into that. It's completely free. has tons of amazing resources. Uh, I just, you know, like I said, our, our, we're trying to put out some good free tools and resources. And if you'll go use those, I think you'll learn a little bit about us and what we're about. And, and you'll you'll have some great tools in your pocket. So so give that a shot. I do have a personal website, which is jacobspaulson.com. You should know Paulson is spelled E-N. And uh, not exclusively, but on occasion, I do publish things there relevant to people who work in the gun industry and business owners in the gun industry especially. So if that describes nice. you, you might sign, you might find some things of value there. Nice. Very cool. Well, guys, thanks for uh, thanks again for hopping on, having the conversation. Do appreciate it. We'll see you, uh, I'm sure, at uh, at Shot Show. Looking forward to checking out the booth and just just hanging out with you guys in general. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. And uh, with that, I want to say thanks to everybody that uh, joined live and threw questions out there, comments, participated in the chat. Thank you. If you went an hour and what twelve minutes now, you might need to seek some some help some therapy honestly if you went this long on replay but that's okay we still love you remember that you can engage down below thanks again to trailblazer firearms for powering the podcast today uh go check out firearmsradio.net and all the other cool podcasts over there uh and big shout out thanks as always to those that help support this channel uh over on the patreon side as well with uh youtube channel memberships till next time don't forget to change our freedom we appreciate the Patreon patrons and YouTube channel members who keep these podcasts going. If you're looking for cool stickers, patches, and other gear, be sure to check out Clovertack.com. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Clovertack Podcast. <laughs>